In this episode of the Church Security Roll Call, we're going to be discussing the background services offered by Protect My Ministry. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Chris with the Sheepdog Church Security Academy, and this is your Church Security Roll Call. Today we're going to be discussing the article, Recruit and Verify. If you'd like to read that article, go to our website, sheepdogchurchsecurity.net, and look under the News tab. So let's begin in the Bible. This is Ecclesiastes 10, verse 1, and it reads like this, Dead flies putrefy the perfumer's ointment and cause it to give an off a foul odor. So does a little folly to one respected for wisdom and honor. A great verse for us today because we're talking about background checks. You know, oftentimes employees and volunteers and, and all that good stuff at churches are put in a position of wisdom and honor. They're a representative of the church. And much further than that, they're a representative of God. And so we need to verify that flies do not putrefy that the perfumer's ointment. We don't want that foul odor to come off of people because um, they've fallen in or slipped into folly. And so it's all about doing good background checks. So let's jump in the news story. I'm get, I have two to share with you. First one is New York City, New York, January 9th, 2012. And accounts payable bookkeeper um, for the Archdiocese of New York was charged with embezzlement of more than $1 million over a period of eight years. The Archdiocese um, did not do a background check when they hired her. Her record included a guilty plea for misdemeanor theft and a conviction for grand larceny. You know, this happens way too much. There is money right now, I guarantee you, being stolen in houses of worship across the country. And the sad part is, it's because there's an overabundance of trust for these people and they take over and maybe they don't start out dishonest, but as time goes on, they see how easy it is and they start taking. You know what the solution for this is? The solution is ridiculously e easy. And it's simply this. This is an outside agency doing an annual audit. For one, you catch people sooner than later, right? I mean, if somebody's stealing, it's good to figure that out sooner than later to reduce how much they actually steal. But also, too, if they know there's an annual audit, then they know that sooner or later they're going to be caught, right? And so it keeps them honest. It eliminates that temptation. And that's part of our responsibility by setting up accountability systems. Someone who may be tempted um, is less tempted now because they know that there's accountability. And so we're saving this person from prison, if you will, um, and we're also saving any money that could have been stolen or would be stolen if we didn't have that annual audit. So if, nothing, if you take nothing away from this program at all, at least ask this question of your church leadership. Do we have an outside agency doing an annual audit of the funds? And the answer should be yes. If the answer is no, um, they need to they need to figure it out fast because it it can it can happen to every single church, and um, uh, you know I I'd like to maybe I should look around to see what kind of study there is out of how much money is actually stolen from houses of worship through embezzlement. 
I got to imagine it's millions and millions of dollars across the board. All right. So let's move on to the next. I kind of ran off on a tangent. Sorry about that. All right. Second news story. Gary, Indiana, February 25th, 2019. A community youth sports group in Gary rented a tour bus from a local church to take more than 40 kids to an NBA game in Chicago. On the way, the bus went off the pavement on the Indiana Turnpike into a median. No one was killed or seriously injured. The driver, an employee of the church with a CDL for the passenger vehicle for passenger vehicles, so he's licensed to drive a bus, was arrested for DUI. His blood alcohol content was over the legal limit. Uh, the church had not had the driver's um, a, a driver's inspection for several years. Any previous DUIs would have been revealed in such an inspection. All right, another good ba- reason for background checks, right? If we're entrusting somebody to drive our kids around, what kind of what kind of driving history do they have? What kind of crimes might they have? We definitely want to know about that. All right, before we continue, I just want to remind you to share this program with the rest of the people in your church, your safety team, staff, volunteers. Get a copy of the download. It's just talking notes. It's a brief outline of what we discuss here today and just kind of gives you some talking points. So by all means, get that download. All right, so one of the hardest things I see happens in churches is this, is we, we forget the, the wisdom of Reagan when he was talking about the USSR, and that was simply this, trust but verify. And I think we kind of have that problem sometimes because as Christians, we believe in redemption and reconciliation, forgiveness, and all those things. And we totally support them because we've all experienced that to some extent, right? But what we have to do is we still have to make sure that, number one, wolves, people that are not us, they're, they're wolves in cheap clothing, come to the church because they know that we're lax on doing background checks. We're lax about a proper vetting procedure. And we're more than willing to allow an abled body, I'm doing air quotes here, enabled body adult to volunteer or take over all kinds of ministries and responsibilities at the church and we're just happy for the help and so we we slip we we make the mistake of trusting this wolf in sheep's clothing the other thing is this is we have people in our church that have have had difficulty in the past and that's you know that's just part of life for a great number of people but we still want to, you know, protect them, if you will, by doing a proper background check and not putting them in a position where they're going to get themselves into trouble or they're going to be exposed to a lot of temptation. You know, a good example is simply this, is if you did a background check on me and let's say you found, you know, I had all kinds of problems with, you know, bad credit history and bad dealing with money, maybe bounce checks and all that kind of stuff. Would you really want to put me in a position where I'm taking care of the church's finances? Hopefully not. Or let's say, you know, driving a bus, right? Or driving a church van. You do a background check on me and I got all kinds of reckless driving and speeding and those kind of fines. Do you really want me driving your kids around? You know, probably not. 
And so that's what we have to do. We can trust people. We can believe in redemption and reconciliation and all that good stuff. We can fully support that. But at the same time, that doesn't excuse us from doing due diligence. And due diligence requires us to do a thorough background check on them and then make a determination if the role that they're trying to get into, um, they, they fit well with that role. Um, so I'm going to talk about protectmyministry.com. Great organization, does great work. Um, I think it's one of the best out there. I know there's other good ones out there, but we really, if you haven't had a good background check system yet, like you're paying 10, 15 bucks a background check, you really need to consider this because you get what you pay for. And protectmyministry.com is definitely great. Um, just to give you some of the endorsements they have, now, obviously, they work with a lot of individual, independent churches. But here are some of the um, ministry partners that they have um, throughout, uh, throughout the nation. So the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, um, Presbyterian Church, USA, United Methodist Church, Christian and Minish, uh, Mission, uh, Missionary Alliance, the African Methodist Episcopal Church, uh, and then the International Mission Board of the Southern Baptist Convention. These are all large organizations that use Protect My Ministry, and they trust it. And so I believe you could trust it too. I certainly trust them. All right, so <clears throat> let's look at what they, <clears throat> real quick, we're just going to go through what they offer. So what they offer is continuous monitoring. We're going to talk about all of these in depth. Continuous monitoring, church screening, which is basically employee screening, Volunteer screening, social intelligence, individual services, online consultation, re-verification, and personal background checks. So let's get into real quick each one of those and what they are. So continuous monitoring is basically, um, we've kind of talked about this in the past. If I get hired today at my church, or I'm now the new, you know, whatever, uh, facility guy or whatever it is, you know, I new volunteer, whatever, at my church, I may pass the vetting program, the process, and pass the background check, but what if I commit a crime tomorrow then? What continuous monitoring does is it provides real-time updates to these kind of things. And so it's not like if you're doing a recheck every year or every two years, which is kind of the industry standards, um, that's great. But once again, they could be sitting there for a long time. Think about the worst case scenario where you bring somebody on and you do a background check and they, everything checks out, but they're actually on the hook for being a predator, a child molester. But it hasn't yet gotten to the point where it would be on their background check. That's scary stuff, right? So now you have this person who's maybe getting charged out or maybe going through the process and they're still volunteering for your children's ministry. And you won't know until you see it on the news or, or um, you get called on it because somebody's going to find out that this person's working and that's an embarrassment. You know, you don't want somebody else telling you something you should have known. This is that continuous backup. You're back, the, the Protect My Ministry is going to let you know, hey, you know, John Smith, he just got hooked up for, for child molesting, you know, and now you can take action on it. Um, Wesley gives an example of, um, of the B, BTK serial killer in Wichita, Kansas. And during the time that he was 
killing people, he was working for the church. He was actually, he was a member of the local church and president of the corporation. So I, I'm guessing that means he was on the board. And so here he is. And he had women that had protection, um, uh, orders of protection, and all kinds of other complaints that are made. These things would have come up on those background checks and further investigation would have revealed that maybe he shouldn't be working here at the church, um, even though he had not been convicted then. But you see what I'm kind of getting at with that continuous. Absolutely need it. Church screening is your employee um, screening. Um, basically, they say a minimum background check is security number verification, national criminal search, and then sex offender registry. You can actually get more information. You kind of choose if you're just going to do local only, state, national, specific locations. You can do these thorough background checks. Uh, volunteer screening works a lot of the same way. That's the next thing. Um, they do a lot of checks that they do, you know, address history, national crime database search, national sex offender search, re-verification. We'll, we'll get in that for criminal records, aliases and names and, and all that kind of stuff. So they do really good thorough backgrounds. That's the basic one. They're plus one. Does court searches and county and statewide uh, based on addresses that were provided. And... Um, now, on the plus, some of them require additional because these kind of checks have uh, mandatory fees from the county and um, that obviously the church is going to pay for them um, to make them happen. But so they're doing background checks on employees. There's a way of background checking uh, your volunteers. Um, also, too, they look at social intelligence. So what do they do on social media? That might red some, uh, raise some red flags for you. Now, one of the things they do, um, ha what they have done, is um, their policy on social intelligence has been reviewed by the Trade Commission, and it's, it's compliant with privacy and anti-discrimination laws. But still, it's something that's very important. You know, I, one of the things that I do with my safety team is I want to see their social media. I want to be a friend with them on social media. I don't do it all spy-like or anything. But I want, I'm going to look at what they posted in the past. And I'm looking for things that might get them into trouble should they ever be involved in a violent event at church. So if they're saying things that are just, you know, well, I, I'm going to, you know, if they're racist, if they're, if they're too eager, you know, say things that show that they're too eager on the trigger, those kind of crazy things people put on social media, I want to know that. Well, they'll do a check there and give you an idea of what you're looking at. Um, so they do that. Individual services. There's also so many add-ons. There's a million things you can add on. So you got your base checks and all that kind of stuff. But depending on what they're going to be doing at your church, you can add these additional things. So as an example, as if, if, I, if I'm volunteering to work with the kids, do you really need to do a, a financial check on me? Probably not, right? Because I'm not dealing with money. There's really nothing to steal. I'm not going to be tempted at that. I'm there to work with the kids. So therefore, you want certain checks done on me. But now if I'm taking care of the church's book, you want that. Same thing with motor, his, uh, motor vehicle history, right? You know, obviously, you know, if I'm going to be driving people, I'm using my automobile or a church's vehicle to transport people, then you want that background check for my motor vehicle. Um, all kinds of stuff. The list is really, they even, 
They've even contracted out drug screening. So if you feel like you gotta give randomized drug tests to staff and volunteers, you can set it up through them. Um, lots of uh, verification services like employee verification, education verification, professional references, professional license verification. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Um, next thing that you get with them is online consultation. Obviously, if, if, if you're kind of paying attention, you're probably right, like this is a lot, like how do I even know what to do? Well, that's what their online consultation is all about. So you can talk to them, you're talking to a real person saying, hey, this is the guy that we want, you know, that we're gonna do our background check on. Their responsibilities are gonna be X, Y, and Z. So what kind of checks should we do to, you know, make sure that they're, you know, on, on the up and up, you know, we're trusting and verifying, we're verifying that they're good for this position. So you get that. Uh, Re-verification, re-verification basically comes down to this. This is very helpful. Um, when you run somebody, something might come back on their uh, on a name. But if that's a common name, then how do we know we have the right person? So they go through this re-verification process to ensure that what you're getting is right and is correct for the person that we're talking about here. You can imagine running something like John Smith. Wesley puts in his article that um, he, he did it for the sex offender search and it came up with 382 records nationwide, <laughs> right? So, um, you know, which John Smith are you looking at and is he one of these 382? We don't know. And that's why they go through that re-verification process to make sure. And then finally, the last thing they offer is personal background checks. So if you just wanna get yourself checked out, you know, run a background check so you can get an idea of what other people see. Maybe you're applying for a job. Uh, maybe you're, you're just curious on what's in your history. You can certainly have yourself checked and go through what's on there. And, and if there's things that need to be challenged, it's kind of like your credit report, right? It's good to get a copy, your free copy of that every, one, every year or so just to make sure there isn't something on it that's hurting your credit that you had nothing to do with. It's just misreported. You can do the same thing here is kind of check out your background check, see what's right, what's wrong, and see um, what maybe needs to be pulled off that. Other than that, I know this was quick, but in the end, it comes down to is this, is trust but verify. You know, I love that we can be forgiving and loving. I love that we're, we're open to people that have really struggled with life. But we, if they're going to be working for us or if they're going to be volunteering with us or they're going to have some responsibilities, we want to make sure that we do a good background check to ensure that um, they're going to do that job and they're going to do it well other than just blindly trusting that everything will be okay. Um, other than that, uh, before I let you go, the printed copy of my book is finally out. This is my second book. It's Shepherding the Sheepdogs. The whole intent behind this book was to teach church leaders. So this is pastors, board members, uh, people like that that are responsible for a safety ministry, probably responsible for lots of ministries, and they need to be armed with enough knowledge to lead the team well. Um, you can imagine that a lot of these pastors and board members, you know, they've been leading children's ministries and, cho and choirs and ushers and, and facility management and all these kind of things, but in the realm of church safety, it's a brand new thing. And so this is designed 
to bring them up to snuff, to get them understanding what our responsibilities are, how we are trained, and um, it also talks about you know what their responsibilities are, how they how they can support a safety ministry. So I hope you pick up a copy. It's on Amazon, and uh, I think it's going to be very helpful for you, especially if you have some leaders that um, really seem confused about what exactly you're doing. Pick them up a copy of this and get it to, into their hands so they can learn um, what their responsibilities are and really learn what yours are. So other than that, if you like this video, please comment, share, like, all that good stuff. Let's get a conversation going on in the comment section. That would be awesome. Other than that, thank you so much for joining us this week. And hey, let's be careful out there. This program is made for informational purposes only and should not be taken as legal advice.